0: Hey folks it's drew and welcome back to learn how to see better and right now what we're doing is taking a little bit of time and taking a couple of episodes to spend on vision specifically vision and organizing a vision for the purposes of life for the purposes of your life as crazy as it sounds when you think about great visions grandiose visions we, we tend to think about accolades achievements accomplishments but not really the the design of our life uh, and and what we really want out of it and how that pertains to our focus because if you think about it if you're not focused on the right things if you're not focused on the things that you really want how do you expect to achieve them if you even took it a step further where your attention goes your intention goes right you don't want to major in minor things because that can be something that really detracts from your overall quality of life and so for today when we're talking about core focus and you know what my core focus has come to be i think it's only relevant to, to give you a little bit of the backdrop so you can understand, you know, where's this all coming from? What's, what's this driven by? Because, you know, what I found overall is that it's not all that common for people to even have a vision laid out for, for their business and let alone for their own life. When you actually think about vision in the full scope of what that means, not just the, the stuff you have, but the quality of your life and how you're living. You know, what, is it, what does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it feel like, right? Um, so in, in my scenario, you know, again, going back into a little bit of the, the realm of what I'm kind of here, it, stepping to the, to the table with is a simple, regular type of background, right? Um, You know, some people would say, yeah, you're you're no one spectacular. You had a background just like mine, right? Um, You know, I enjoyed some success in, in corporate America, and I found that I was unhappy. And the thing that was strange about that was I was, you know, a good little obedient kid, and I did what I was told. I went to school, got good grades, you know, and was able to get a good job, right? and like everyone else that you know wants to do well and wants to make their parents proud i wanted to be successful right i wanted to go out and and show my parents hey i can i can go and achieve i can go and, and graduate make you proud and and furthermore you know i was excited to be able to go and do those things you know i went to a good school got a solid degree ended up working for a big company just out of school and i wanted to go out and climb that ladder it's as though i were programmed right to follow that path it's what i was taught and you know part of that hidden reward when you do the right thing uh, you can feel and find some security you know subconsciously like yeah yeah this is this is a-okay i'm doing everything i'm I'm supposed to be doing and and it really does feel good and and it did feel like i was living uh, a life by design you know because at the you know, at the onset, when I was trying to decide what I wanted to be when I grow up, heck, I just wanted to be rich. I, I didn't have a whole lot that I had really given, uh, you know, given a lot of thought to as, you know, 17-year-old kid trying to pick a college major. So when I, when I felt that I had found a path that I could run on, you know, I'd felt some security thinking that I had gone the right direction. You've become successful. You've done all the stuff that that the powers that be tell you to do. So here you are. Um, You know, but one of the things I found that wasn't not expected was that when I was having some of that corporate success and I started my family, that um, there would be a shift and my priorities, a shift in what was most important to me, which was which was a little bit unexpected, because I still wanted to be successful. I still wanted to go ahead and climb the corporate ladder. I hadn't I hadn't been too corrupted yet, um, from the standpoint of you know seeing the world through eyes where I would want to uh, do something completely different. You know, anytime soon. Um, so for me the desire was really starting to shift more over to the, I want to live happily ever after. You know, I want a solid family. You know, I look up to my parents, they're still happily married, you know, 40 plus years, 45 years, over 45 years, right? So, you know, some of those same benefits that I enjoyed, um, you know, as a child, I wanted to have some of those same benefits as an adult. Um, and, And furthermore, even beyond that, I wanted to, I wanted to have a greater impact on the world, and to even possibly leave a legacy one day. And the thing about it was, it just felt like to be able to do things that mattered more to me. I needed more freedom. I, I wanted more freedom. You know, security was great, and I wanted that, but I, I wanted freedom more. And it, it was, it was as though I was just, you know, moving the right direction, but almost felt like was kind of moving backwards, you know what I mean? I mean, y- how would you equate this, right? You're doing the things you're supposed to be doing, you're finding that you're, you're having more success, you're getting better at what you're doing. Uh, more success at the job typically means you're making more money, uh, You know, better promotions, and now you know you're traveling more and you're spending more time on the road and next thing you know, there's more sacrifice and more stress. And more money, but kind of like golden handcuffs a little bit. And then I even remember when when I, I exited this this job, um, the first job I took out of out of uh, college, and moved on to what seemed like a better opportunity, a finally getting paid a lot more competitively, closer to what I felt I was worth. And I said, okay, yeah, now now we're singing a new song. But you know, in reality of it all. Was that uh, <laughs> kind of like a new toilet, same old, same old, right? And unfortunately, I realized that I was stuck in that whole trap of trading hours for dollars. So, if even with the new gig, if I wanted to keep up, you know, this uh, this AOK pay, I'd have to be gone all day. And that's when I realized, you know, I'm, I'm handcuffed here. I'm stuck. Checkmate, right? And that's when it hit me. It's like, you know what? You you're over here. You're wanting security from having followed this path that you took that you did all the right things so you want the peace of mind that you're going to get um you know whether it's <laughs> whether it's one of those things where, where you're thinking about you're going to be uh, well taken care of after you know 30 40 years of service as people were actually taken care of in the yesteryear but that old pension days are, are done right um just recognize the fact that security and freedom are actually opposites. You can't want all this job security and then want all this freedom, right? Um, you know, you get your maximum, uh, you know, freedom, you know, when you're just a bird living off, living off nature, right? But there's no security there. You don't really know where your next meal's coming from. And to be quite frank, on the other side of the coin, you know, in the maximum security penitentiary, you got all the security in the world. You know where every meal is coming from, but you got no freedom. And so that's when I, I said, my goodness, you know, I'm sitting here thinking of these things as two closely aligned uh, benefits, rewards. I want security, I don't want freedom. you know, you, they're opposites. Wake up and recognize that. And to pursue one of these, you gotta be willing to let go of the other. And so if the only way to truly live the life you want is you gotta design it and determine which one of those elements is the most important. And for me, I had enjoyed the security, but I recognized at this point that what I really wanted and what I really saw was freedom. And so, you know, I had this, this Maxwell House moment, you know, I woke up, I smelled the coffee, I had this big aha, and you know what? I was, <laughs> I was, I was you know, just 10 toes down, ready to go, full speed ahead, and um, I actually elected to Exit stage left, leave corporate America and the cushy six-figure job. Fired the boss and said, "You know, I'm, I'm going to go for it to quote-unquote strike out on my own, right? Um, because it mattered enough to me, and I was not going to put my career over my family, and that sh- I wasn't going to, you know, sell myself short in that way. Because you know how that old saying goes: you never get to your your deathbed wishing you spent more time at the office. And so I." I had already made the the commitment that you know family first. I would not make the mistake that I had seen others who who thought uh, you know loyalty to to a company over <laughs> over the wife and kids was a better decision to make. But you know if that was best for them, a okay, different strokes for different folks. But I had a plan. I said, you know what, I'm going to go all in with the real estate investing business that um, that we had been learning and getting education about. And you know what as great as a planet was you know no sooner than you get out there a little bit and you realize whoa it's a little bit scary out here and and all of a sudden i felt a lot of fear and it came from just the uncertainty i mean it had been what 15 years of getting you know a paycheck every two weeks you know like clockwork so all of a sudden it's like yeah the income's a little bit more sporadic some nice chunks come in but it's not it's not clockwork right so you know there's the conflict there the nerves racking, got a family now, you know, you know, how are you gonna do this thing? Is it the responsible thing to do? Thoughts of, you know, is this what I should be doing? Is this selfish of, of me as as a as a dad wanting to pursue this dream with my wife when we've got, you know, a family to feed and you don't want to rock the boat, you should just stay with that good paying job, right? So the conflict of the noise that, that you would sometimes hear. And people questioning, what the hell are you doing? Right? And I even knew on in my in my you know the in my quiet time, like, gosh, I really got no structure here. It's kinda like I jumped off the cliff and saying, hey, I'll build a plane on the way down and figure it out. But you know what? Sometimes you gotta jump. Sometimes you gotta take that shot and 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 give it your all and go for it. And so what that I left all my you know, highly touted skills behind uh, of technology, and I left my my Rolodex behind with all these, you know, cool title, high-level ranking people, and I left my own solid reputation behind in corporate America, and and that rubbed me the wrong way because it's very easy for us to attach our identities to our occupation and That can be one of the biggest fallacies someone ever makes to try and tie what they do for a living to who they are as a person you are not a job okay Um, you know you are not what you do and we should never be bound or defined by that right you might provide waste management services it's very noble that that's what your occupation is but if you think that you're a lowly trash man and put that defining label on yourself, that can be a very unfortunate and defeating thing. Heck, I used to, you know, I bag groceries for a living for my first job, when I was like, I don't know, 16, 15, something like that, Uh, whatever it was, but I didn't look at it like that. I was, you know, I I was guest services, right, concierge. So, you know, the point being, you know, I had all these conflicts that I dealt with, making the decision to leave corporate America and become an entrepreneur, And try and start from scratch and learn new skills and everything from the just the personal doubts that you can sometimes face when you recognize you're just out here on this lonely journey and what am I doing? Did I do the right thing? Is this irresponsible? You know, should I have you know should I should I go back? Should I re-question things or revisit? You know, I could probably do another couple years standing on my head. Is this really the right thing? But I was able to squash all that head trash, and the focus being that. You've got to design your life. So you've got to stick with your game plan. You've got to put something together that makes sense that you know is worth the effort. Because if the promise isn't there, we're not going to pay the price, right? So you got to, it's the price and the promise. And it's crazy to even think that we're coming up on three years. It's been three years since I made that decision to exit to exit corporate america and fired the boss and make a positive change in my life because to to be honest with you a lot of people probably weren't feeling too sad for me right you know we're all just trying to climb the ladder but when you find yourself climbing the ladder and leaning against the wrong building that's when you know something's not right and you've got to make a change and so i was able to take that stand make a decision to uh own my own lifestyle, uh, make sure I'm enjoying a quality of life that I create, and live life on my terms. Live life on the terms that we've set that matter most to us. And that was a, a huge achievement for me, but the crazy part, the crazy part that blows my mind is more significant than that is the way that I've gone through this sort of internal transformation. And I kid you not, you know, just this long, continued, steady focus. It's like it's brought me an, an inner strength. I, you know, I couldn't just take all the skills that I had that I abandoned and stay skillless. So I had to go build new skills. And I took existing skills and, and compounded on those and became more skilled. And I proved to myself that I can go out and do what I want to. And it proves to me what can be done to someone who's committed to making a major life choice and not being afraid to act in spite of fear. Why? Because action cures fear. I truly believe that anyone can start living the life of their dreams. They just, you just have to take the first step right now. I mean, I, I've been able to enjoy a healthier mindset uh, I fuel my body in different ways. I'm enjoying better health overall, better relationships with the people that matter most to me in my life, a uh, happier wife because she sees that I'm not you know stressed out of my gourd from you know uh, life of yesteryear and and just a better life overall. And it just even feels good being able to share um, this little slice of my life experience with all of you because it goes to show that you're, if you have the proper core focus that you really can move in the direction that you want to, regardless of what that direction is and keeping the right focus on it over time, you'll show that you can actually, you know, prove that thing you set out to do. I'm living a life by design right now. My purpose, my cause, our passion, you know, we show ordinary people, just like you and me, how to live extraordinary lives by actively living a purpose-driven life and teaching others how to do the same. So, I mean, it, it, it's really all about, you know, life design, life hacking, that's that's kind of our thing, what we focus on, and, and ever since we've been able to, uh, you know, reach that quote-unquote accolade, right, I guess, um, You know, some people say it's a coveted thing to be able to, you know, um, leave behind uh, the ties to corporate America and go out and do it on your own as a husband and wife team and raise a family and and have, you know, love and positive relationships and all that good stuff. Uh, But but it's tied back to our personal philosophy. Once I had the epiphany that you can't just, you can't sometimes combine some of these things. Oil and water just don't mix that's how it goes and I didn't set up the setup so I just shut up and accept the setup (laughs) and then make sure I set myself up for success and you know that's why it's as simple as developing a core philosophy that we're gonna live life on our terms and we're gonna live the life of our dreams right now and there's ways that you can go out and hack your life right now and start finding little little tips and tricks and hints and hacks that can provide enhancement because we do live in a very fast-paced world a fast-paced world that's full of information full of demands and hands on our time and our attention and it's one of the things that can really take the energy out of us and take us off course and lead us to feeling overwhelmed because we're just too dang distracted we're going too many places at once it can't even really get out of gear we've got to get focused to be able to live a life by design and so This is why I wanted to share part of my story with all of you this this day, this evening, um, and let you know that one of the secret ingredients is having that right focus. So you know you you start to look at how you can stack some of these things. How if you just have. you're clear on your core values and have those established, you're only gonna let the right people into your world. And because you know the old saying goes, the difference between your life now and five years from now is the people you meet and the the books you read, right? So it's the folks you you hang out with, the company that that you keep. Um, That is a major determinant. And so once you have those values established and you've, you've looked deep within to know who you are at your own core, that's when you can start to set that focus. Okay, what, what resonates in me at the strongest frequency? That's what I'm gonna focus on and apply energy to. And if it and if it's the right value that, that you know blends with uh, you know blends right into my DNA, then I'm gonna be well positioned to make an impact and move the needle. And in, and in our case, you know, this core focus on life by design. That's been that's been the secret to some of the success that we've enjoyed, and I, I truly believe that others can do some of the same. It's just about the outlook, the mindset of what's actually going to be possible, and having a core focus that you stick with long enough to give it a chance to actually begin to serve you. I mean, you don't want to just plant a seed in the ground and three weeks later you're digging the thing up like, where's my redwood tree? <laughs> Mother nature moves at the pace of nature, right? Life responds. To deserve not to need okay so as all of you are going out there and trying to wrap your head around this and say my goodness designing my life what you know organizing all this you know think about what uh, some of the core things that you think about all the time are what do you stay focused on what means the most to you use these as clues to answer some of those deeper questions and to tie these things all together don't forget you are an artist you are a seamstress, you weaving the tapestry of the fabric of your life. You got to take some time to put that effort into it, and uh, concentrated, extended focus will be one of those secret ingredients that I want to leave you with. Trust me on this. I'm a living example of it, and I, and I will continue to find ways to show and demonstrate it, and and teach it and share it as uh, I have new evidence to present of how this this belief has continued to pop up in the real world. So there you have it. As we enhance these visions and organize these visions of our life, I'll continue to drop these nuggets in to help you take this information and apply it to a framework that you can use for optimizing your own life structure and start to biohack and life hack um, in your own world and see some of the fruits of your labor. I can't wait. Run this one back. Listen to it again if you feel the need, if you might have missed some details, but uh, pay attention. <laughs> I'm doing what I'm doing for a reason, leaving some some, some, very, some very key critical clues. And if you pay attention, you will get them all and be able to leverage them for your maximum benefit. So until next time, everybody, thanks again for joining as always. Uh, be sure to share this out, subscribe, attack the like button. However you do it, just tune in next time. See you again soon. Well, all right. That was some great content, wasn't it? Well thank you. I appreciate that. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> This is your host, Drew Davis, and I want to thank you for listening to the Learn How to See Better podcast today. And don't forget to subscribe and tune in for future episodes and be sure to share with a friend if you are enjoying this content. Thanks and see you next time.